0: All right, welcome to our first official episode, and we're going to be talking about conceptualizing the pursuit of our passions in this one, which I'm excited to do.
1: Yep, yep. Um, good to be back here, Jack. And um, so, first question on this path of conceptualizing the pursuit of our passions: At what point in life do you think we start realizing what makes us happy and what we love to do? I don't. I don't think there's a
0: certain. Point. And, and I think it's different for everybody yep. honestly I think some people can go their whole lives without realizing what it really is that makes them happy
1: yeah for sure I mean there is a lot of stuff out there and I mean the biggest notion I kind of get and what pops into my head is when you think of a baby or as a, a very young kid like we go outside we play with friends like that relational enjoyment of being able to play with toys or stuff that's new and exciting to us mm-hmm. I think that that is kind of a stimulant that everyone growing up and throughout throughout our lives everyone kind of needs um but then when does that kind of matriculate into what is a love of ours or what is a passion of ours
0: yeah I agree with that did you have like neighborhood friends growing up that you would play with
1: yeah no 100% I think that was something that i have loved to do like hide and go seek or um what's that game where I did ghosts in the graveyard ghost in the graveyard game that was thinking the game of. yep um like where we would be out there for hours and like when we were growing up you don't have this pressure to come inside and do something until like mom's like dinner time it's like yeah I'm actually kind of hungry like right I'm right she said something <laughs> but um and I think that's Something that's like I just see less and less today. Like we don't see kids go out and like are running around the cul-de-sac. I mean, one, I think there's several factors. Like obviously, there's more technology and more games and ways to connect. Yeah, like, and the online. pandemic
0: played an effect, but I think it's yeah. it was still going this way regardless.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And and also the whole, I mean, with with news outlets, we hear. So many more things of like safety. Like there's people out on the streets. But I mean, y- you even take it back to when our parents were growing up. That's where they learned. That was their kind of like school. Like sure, they went to elementary school and yeah, and whatnot. But I mean, my mom grew up in the sticks. Like her learning was messing around with her bro- brothers, playing on tractors, and um, throwing snowballs at each other. And I mean, that was their kind of like. Wow, this is this is life. Like this stuff is fun. Like I don't have these kind of responsibilities. I don't have to worry about these peer pressures of like, oh, is am I gonna do I show well on a video game or something like that? So, right, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's it makes me think towards the future and I'm like, Are my kids gonna be playing outside on the cul-de-sac? Like are they gonna yeah. play hide and seek and ghosts in the graveyard or are they gonna play the new app on their iPad?
1: Yeah that they have no, it, it's, it's kind of a scary thought. I mean, I would even like people our age, I mean, we're about 22. Like I can guarantee you, like if someone said, if we got a group of buddies together and said, all right, we're taking Friday and Saturday night and we're going to play an epic game of ghost in the graveyard. I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I'd let's be go. Let's in, go. I'd do
0: be so in.
1: I think this would be, I mean, wh- why don't you talk about our, uh, our journey when we were growing up the, uh, the Nerf, the Nerf game, War? game. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm happy we're talking about this. So, our junior year of high school, I came up with this idea, and it was when, um, Avengers: Infinity War came out. The, we're both huge nerds, but yeah, so. we are, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Avengers came out, it was the one that was like the Thanos trying to get all the stones. I guess if anyone yeah. has no idea what the Avengers are, I'll say that. And I made up a game. I was talking to our good friend AJ and I was like, we wanted to do like something dumb like a nerf battle. And all of a sudden I was like, what if we did like an Avengers themed nerf war where we split up into two different teams and each team has three of these six infinity stones. And the way to get the stones is to drive to each other's houses and break in and attack them with nerf guns. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so fun. It was some of the most fun I've ever had in my entire life.
1: I mean, I have memories, and I'm sure if our parents or anyone that's got some um, jurisdiction over us, it would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe our kids did that. But, like, I have some great memories for that, and, like, no technology is awesome. Like, I think one of my most vivid memories is I'm getting home from a practice one night, and we had a rule where, like, you couldn't after nine yeah after nine to shut down yeah this so, went for like
0: a week or so maybe like two, two i think it was yeah. like a two-week game
1: so we get home actually we we raid a movie theater <laughs> it's there's like three of us we run into a movie theater and we That's... we shoot our friends that are going to a movie
0: i was one of the friends that got shot yep and <laughs>
1: we we're, we're thinking all right this game like it's done We we did this at like 8.30, so we're like, all right, there's no way in 30 minutes they're going to come and, like, attack us again. Yeah. These guys you l- leave the movie. <laughs> it they're, was
0: my idea. I was so angry that we – I was like, I can't believe that just happened. And <laughs> I literally looked at AJ and uh, Andrew, the two friends of mine, and I was like, we're walking out of this theater right now, and we are playing this game still.
1: Well, you guys were, like, 15 minutes into the movie? Oh, it,
0: yeah, yeah, the movie was 20 minutes in. Like – Yeah.
1: <laughs> so – None of us are suspecting it. And I remember, like, for some reason, I just get to hear, like, oh, like, these guys left the movie. They're coming to get us. I'm getting ready to take a shower. Yeah. All right. I don't think they're. I I, so I had an infinity stone at my house. And I think these guys are like, there's no way they're going to come get me. Like, I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm in my boxers, neon green boxers. And I'm like, Sean, my little brother. Watch the door. If you see any car drive by, come and get me. So it's like eight fifty at this point, and all of a sudden I, like, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. <laughs> and I'm like what? Uh, I grab a gun. I run outside. He's like, age is out back. He's like on the lawn, and I just remember. I I don't entirely remember what happened, but all I remember is I'm hopping two fences in my neon green boxers and chasing him down my golf course (laughs) in the backyard. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, and those are the the beautiful things that, like, when we're going up, like, that's stuff that every kid should have the experience to do. Like, Oh, my God. That's one of the best weeks of my life. Yeah. You can play 100 video games and play indoors all day. Like, you will never get a chance. You can't go do that at 40 years old. And, I you, mean, if there are 40-year-olds that do that, kudos to you. Like, Yeah, cred, cred. <laughs>
0: do you remember when you guys barged into the theater and shot us, our physics teacher was there.
1: That's right, yeah. <laughs> was that was so an interesting funny. conversation the next week.
0: <laughs> we literally, like, this was during, school was still going on, and we, like, were all in the same physics class, like a good chunk of us. Yep. <laughs> we were on the classroom, and Mrs. Matt, our physics teacher, like, well, is that an interesting experience with some of you at the movie theater? <laughs> she, she freaked out. She freaked out. Rightfully yeah. so. You guys came barging in. <laughs> yep. We, were, so we were in
1: and out in 10 seconds. <laughs> but anyway, there yeah. was a little fun side tangent. Yeah. Little side tangent <laughs> fun little tangent we took. Those are the things that I think that that's where we kind of start to realize, like, as kids, like, there is more than, all right, just – playing with toys and like you need that relationship and friendship group around you to kind of start developing certain skills and and certain perspectives on different whether you want to call it careers, passions, um, dreams of life. So, um and I think moving it's a good kind of transition into our next question is we constantly hear grown ups in our lives say, follow your dreams or pursue your passions. But as kids we can't really conceptualize what that means because those who teach us teach it to us don't put it into a great context. Like, what do you mean by "follow our dreams"? Like, we're dreaming about um, being a superhero someday or, or something like that. How, Jack, can we provide clarity to those behind us on what those statements really mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, you make a lot of good points because I would all I've heard that a million times growing up too, and. I will admit, like, sometimes in the back of my head, I'd be like, you're telling me this, yet it seems like you didn't maybe do that yourself.
1: Yeah. And that was yep.
0: always – so even if you ask the person what that means, they don't necessarily know what that means either because yep. they didn't do it. Um, I would say what, I'm, what I've been practicing for trying to realize what following my dreams is, is one, why is a dream a dream of yours? Yep. Is it – because you want to have societal success, whether that's great wealth or fame and fortune and is my is my dream because I want to have that fulfillment from material things yep. um, for my inner self, even though I'm learning that that stuff isn't exactly what would fix that. And yep. or it, do I have a dream because I specifically love doing what? My dream is or would imply, I guess, to give a concrete example, um, I acted a lot growing up and I definitely debated to really, really go for it for a bit. Yeah. Um, And I did love acting, but there was definitely a part of me that was like, I want this because I would love to be famous. I would love to be on a big screen and have a lot of money, have a lot of fans. That was there. That was definitely there. I can yeah. fully admit that that was a part of the appeal of going for that and so I was like and I saw it also I was interning with talent management last spring I saw that too man like a lot of our clients like I wasn't Mm. seeing a lot of love for the craft and the art of acting it was a lot of like going through the motions to try to get this job so then you'll get this exposure and then you'll increase your status as an independent and then you can make your contracts worth more you can increase your self-value and do this and that and then you'll make it you can become an a-lister and be famous it was a lot of let's climb this ladder because i want to be famous and not like i just love this project sounds so cool and i would love to explore this and do that and don't get me wrong there was that we had some really cool clients that were totally like that they loved the craft they loved what they do and they were easily the Happy ones that would call in and say, like, Oh, that guy seems awesome. But then yep. there, or it was more of our younger clients that just, they were just neurotic and stressed. And because one, they want to be famous, but two, they're pursuing it through a means that at the beginning of acting, you're not making a lot of money. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure because it's through auditions that you're doing. And it's constantly, you're constantly asking yourself the question, like, Am I good enough? And then a yeah. lot of times you're getting the feedback that's no, you're not. And it's rarely ever constructive. It's it's
1: just no. It's just no. And and that is definitely an important part of life that like you have to be able to take a no. But I think when we to kind of going back to our question to provide clarity on those things, it's it's something that we work towards that we desire or we hope for or that we're excited about. And that's a dream or a passion. And I think when you really boil down to, like, why am I pursuing that passion? You have to look at who you are and what your values are. Um, To your point, like, I was in the same exact situation, but I was, my background's finance and went to investment banking. I had this notion that, oh, if I, like, through the banking and finance and private equity world, like, eventually I'm going to make it big and, like, I'll have a bunch of material wealth. Don't make that your end goal. If you are doing something that is aligned with your passions, meaning something that excites you every day, and like the process of being excited about what you're doing, then success, materialistic success, will come down the line because you're going to be enjoying that journey of growth in something that you really care about.
0: Yeah, no, I very much agree with that. And I think I'm in the process of figuring out how to put that into practice down the line. So what, so that was your goal. And I guess, was that your dream? Was your dream material wealth? What was before kind of your shift?
1: It was more like, I wanted to be seen by others that like, oh, he's, he's wealthy. Like he has, Mm -hmm financially he's set. Like that guy is like he's smart, like like he knows like he knows what he's doing kind of thing. And like sure, that's great, but if you can't really share that and all people are looking at you is like, "Oh, he's somewhere I can't be or or like earlier than others," then what's the point of just having that all to yourself? Right. Like and yes, that's hard to conceptualize as someone young because you most of the time you don't have anything, right? Like you don't have a ton of financial wealth so you don't have the opportunity to use use financial wealth in ways that people who have it would. So like going on expensive trips and, and yes, all that stuff is like amazing. But, or I, I don't know it yet, but it <laughs> looks amazing. <laughs> but um, if if you're just doing it for that one trip or two trips or three trips, how many of those can you take during your life? And how many of those are you really going to be able to take, or let's just say in your 20s? Like most people have to work and to kind of accumulate that financial wealth until their 40s, 50s. But when you're 40 or 50, a lot of the time you can't have that same experience that you have when you're 20, right? So, like, as a 20-year-old, you don't need the most lavish car or trip or house. You're 20. You shouldn't want that. Like, sure, like, people can definitely want it, but if you don't have those other people to share it with, then you're going to be stuck in this, like, okay, I've achieved it, but what's next? So,
0: No, I agree with that have you ever been a big car guy
1: um not really I never have either yeah I th- I, I think they're either. cool
0: they're cool to look at but like yeah. I'm never like I want to buy like a Lamborghini like I just I don't care to ever buy a Lamborghini personally
1: no I just don't I, I'm more about practicality so. Yeah. yeah um, I
0: mean it's I mean cars are widely known as like the worst investment you're gonna make
1: yeah, ever yeah it's
0: you you Thousands of dollars for it, sometimes hundreds. If we're talking the luxuries, and then gas—you're always paying for gas. You're just Mm -hmm. you're just paying for the car more repairs, like taking it back into the shop. It literally takes time and money out of you. You're investing in something that is taking your time and your money. Yeah,
1: that's why they consider, even though, like finance wise, like you consider a car an asset. It's it's a depreciating asset. It's not like a house that's going to go up. So unless you're going to buy a collectible vintage car. So that's why I'm like, all right, when you need it, use it to get by with what you need to do. Like don't go off and especially younger. But um, yeah. Speaking of all this external (laughs) stuff though, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, as we continue to grow older, we're constantly influenced by like these external factors. So like the, Nice trips or social media or nice cars um objective success and peer pressure kind of like from my perspective like i I'm wanting people to see like oh he's he's got it figured out yeah but how do we remove ourselves from those factors and kind of look within to see what we're truly passionate about
0: I um recently redownloaded Instagram okay. And I was starting, I posted like a couple times like back to back and I was like, I'm going to be back on this thing and post a lot. Yeah. And like, I have not posted since December. And <laughs> <laughs> He's an influencer. <laughs> but I was really thinking to myself and I was like, why do I want this right now? Why yeah. do I want to be back on the gram? Why do I want to be posting? Yep. I was like, what do I have to gain in? there are things to gain from social media, having a strong account and being able to have your name, a marketable name, that's very valuable. There's no denying that, but also the type of people that you would be attracting, like that would only talk to you because you have a good Instagram or a good social media following. I was like, those aren't the people I necessarily want to attract. So yep. I'm kind of, like, I'm on the back burner of Instagram again. I go on, like, maybe twice a week. I'm so serious.
1: Yeah. Oh. My I'm...
0: acapella has, like, a funny account, like, that they post funny stuff on of us that we just follow. I, I'll look at that. That's pretty much all I'm doing on it right
1: yeah. now. No, 100%. Like, I, I was the same way. I got looped into that trap of, like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to go check Instagram. And it's, like, crap. It's been two and a half hours. <laughs> like, what the hell did I just do?
0: You know what kills me is the um it, tiktok's like the same thing but like yeah. the reels the reels are starting to kill me man the you, i'm on like the youtube reels instead of really? tiktok i luckily stray from tiktok that one's the worst i I'll never go on it yeah so i don't recommend it yeah it's fun there's some really fun content on there for sure but yeah i just have friends friends will i have the app friends send me funny tiktoks and then i'll watch yeah. that and close the app and laugh at what they sent me
1: yeah yeah and, and I mean, I think social media is a perfect example of shiny object syndrome. Like, you, like, there's a few people that I had followed that they're like, they've literally posted videos about this. Like, my content is, you're seeing the best highlights of my life. And that's what most of the time, most Instagram accounts are people that you follow. Like, they're highlight reels. Yeah. That's exactly what you are. And, and, That's what we're talking about: removing ourselves from those factors and and really looking within. Because, I I kind of mark it as shiny object syndrome. Like you see all these people, like oh my god, like what if I could be a, a social media influencer, traveler, fitness, whatever it is, and like yes, that would be a cool life. But is that your life? Is that something that? you align with like that your values align with like like, do you want to share travel tips with people like is that what's something you're really passionate about and the way you're going to do that is through social media do you love fitness and the way you're going to share your journey and your knowledge is it through social media but if it's you don't have to use it nowadays like I think that's something that Like, growing up, like, so many people are like, oh, are you on Instagram? Are you on Snapchat or TikTok or um, whatever it is? But you don't have to be involved in that. Like you said, you want to attract people um, that your values are aligned with.
0: Yeah. I mean, the one, I guess, to be a devil's advocate that I could see is that you could connect with pretty cool people on social media who are doing really neat things, like, working really hard, like, for example, like say like Mr. Beast before he became Mr Beast. Like imagine yep. seeing a guy who was posting stuff on um which on like Instagram or YouTube like all the time and like but he's like doing really cool things and being creative. Yep. That could be a good reason to have social media just to connect with those kind of people and seeing the creativity that's flourishing. It's yeah. It's just a double edged sword. Like it's yeah, it gets 100%. so toxic so fast. Yeah. And if you're If your success comes from the internet, the, that fear of cancellation is crazy to me.
1: Yep. Crazy. That's a, that's a whole another thing, but yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, we can't go there yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's for another day.
1: Um, I I think that, I think the whole uh, like kind of theme of this question is that you just need to make sure you are yourself. Yeah. When you go into using Instagram or or TikTok or whatever to do it for that reason, make sure you're doing it so that you can align with your goals and not just, okay, I'm using this so that people can see me and that so I will kind of reach that fame.
0: Yeah. I also think like what I like to do is I like to identify what are the reasons that I have the goals that I do?
1: yeah
0: um that's what's helped me a lot there is my fitness goals Mm -hmm. because at first it was i want to start doing this so i can look better and be more a more appealing person that was the original that was the goal but it was for a superficial reason now granted it's just natural that like healthy people are attractive and so it's always good to work hard but I kind of found jump rope as a that's what I do for my workouts now like I yeah. do jump rope routines and dude we um me we I got so into it but now my goal when I jump every day it's not like I'm doing this because I'm going to look better I'm like I'm doing this because I want to jump a minute more than I did yesterday or I'm doing this because I want to work on my form and my technique like I'm excited to jump rope. I want to learn a new trick. Like yeah. I love the actual process of working out. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to that. So my goal is to get better at the activity yep. rather than I'm just doing this so I look better. It's yep. helped me mentally a lot. And I think that's why I've stuck with it for so long.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And and that is like and we when we talk about the, the personal training world, that is like what your experience is called intrinsic motivation. So, you are doing something that it doesn't matter what's going on externally. You are completely doing it because within yourself, you are seeing a, like, drive to I want to get better. Extrinsic motivation would be something like, oh, I want to reach this goal because I want to win a race or because I want people to see me as, like, wow, he's ripped or, wow, Mm -hmm. like, that guy's sexy or whatever it is. Like that's extrinsic. But the reason why intrinsic is so good and, and commend you for that is because no one can take that away from you. No one can take that passion of like I personally, no matter what else happens, want to get better. Extrinsic motivation, once you win the race, you will always be asking, what's next? Once one person um thinks you look good enough, you're asking, okay, well, how can I look even better to everyone? So that's why, I I mean, it's so important, like the process of falling in love with the process, uh, the process of pursuit. Um, And that's actually one of our next question that is perfect. um, How do we train your mind to fall in love with the process and not just the end goal?
0: I don't even really know how it happened. It just kind of did. I just kind of found jump roping. I found it through YouTube, actually. There's this YouTube account that, like, posts a ton of jump, jump rope workouts, and they're in yeah. peak shape. I'd be shocked if all they do is jump rope. <laughs> but that's what they claim. They claim yep. all they do is jump rope. And they have they share diet things, too, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I just kind of got into that. and I was like, this actually seems like a cool workout. I'll try it. But I went in because I was like, I want to get strong and look good and be more attractive. Yeah. And it was for other people. Yep. not for myself eventually I like kind of identified the toxicity of that yeah. mindset and like the stress that it was causing me. And like, I wasn't necessarily enjoying being in the gym until yep. I just started enjoying being, I don't even know. I just, I started to get jump rope being as a skill. It's not just like something you yep. can just go in and start and like already have great form and stuff. So like, yep. I think it was just like having to work at it and then like, learning new like learning my boxer skip like learning learning how to crisscross the rope and all that stuff i was it just started to become fun and it started to become cool i was like to me it just like felt cool and there was like definitely always a serotonin release when i did learn something new or i did improve my form or i my feet are lower lower to the ground whenever i bounce i just that was what was making me feel good i was like i really like this
1: yeah this is really cool yeah no and like yeah learning the skill Um, and yeah, you're right. Like most goals, um, or or most things we try and achieve are going to be a, um, a kind of byproduct of something we see or something we learn. Like we don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I want to jump rope. Like you're going to see someone jumping rope and be like, oh my God, that's cool. I want to learn it. But I think like as we continue to grow older and and as both you and I continue upon our journeys like finding that moment where we can kind of transition from okay I saw this guy do it and I wanted to look like that or I wanted to kind of achieve that same goal that he did but now I need to look back kind of internally and say like why am I doing this right why what is what is kind of my purpose and my pursuit of this kind of journey because it is so fulfilling to be able to look back on where you've been and enjoying the process of your journey as opposed to just focusing your goal because then you're not asking yourself what's next you're asking yourself how can I get better
0: yeah, yeah. so I actually have a question for you because yeah. you're um, last year you were training for a marathon and yep. now you're training for an Ironman mm-hmm. what encouraged you to take that path? Because that's a little different from the physical fitness you were doing years prior.
1: Yeah, so I mean my background was like completely athletics, played lacrosse in college and then kind of got into more lifting and then I kind of just needed to switch up because for me that type of endurance training is kind of like a, a, a therapy in a way or a Way for me to kind of reflect on where I'm at. And to be honest, like, when I first started training for the marathon, it was because I saw somebody else, like, reach a certain time goal. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm kind of in a similar situation as this guy, but I'm younger. Like, I can beat that time goal. Mm-hmm. Like, and it 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 started on social media. Like, that's where I saw it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But now with the Ironman, that's a, like for people who don't know, it's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 mile run or a marathon at the end.
0: Is your swim in the ocean?
1: Uh, it's going to be a lake. Lake. So, um, that's not something you really race. So, and I was going into it like, um, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to reach a certain time goal. Now I'm shifting my mindset to enjoying the process of, like, being able to train and having my body have the physical capability of achieving such a kind of momentous, like, athletic goal. I mean, the the opportunity I have to kind of, like, push myself in that way, it's it's amazing. Like, I look back and be like, wow, I just biked for five hours and, yeah. like, for 80 to 100 miles. Like, and I... Were in North Carolina and I just drove or I just rode all through the countryside of North Carolina, saw a bunch of cool scenes, like that's amazing. Like I don't care if it's if I if it that takes me two hours or five hours, like just being outside and being able to enjoy, like, I'm actually doing this. Like that's kind of fulfilling for me. So Yeah.
0: No, that's really really cool. You've always been an inspiration to me and the rest of our friends in that regard of your physical determination um, you're always Mm -hmm. encouraging us to do better
1: Yeah, and I think like my whole kind of pushing yourself um, it started with like listening to David Goggins and I think um, David Goggins is a ex-Navy SEAL and he really pushes himself to extremes and I I honestly I think he kind of goes too far because he doesn't take the moment to stop and Realize like wow, I just I just did that, and I think that's important. Like being able from an Ironman to even just you jump roping, you when you started, you I don't know maybe could jump rope for a minute, and then at the end you were jump over maybe like, a minute, yeah for thirty minutes, yeah. Like being able to look back and see how much you've grown shows you not just physically, but I think it's more important mentally that when your mind and your body are connected the possibilities you have are like limitless that's so true um so (laughs) that's what's fascinating to me and like that's why i love the journey it's like when i'm pushing myself i go into this space where i just i realize different stuff about myself and that's the outlet some people meditate some people go on retreats if you look at different religions and cultures like Buddhism and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for me, that's that's my kind of journey is being able to push myself and go into deeper kind of parts of my brain and be like, OK, this is going to suck right now for the next 30 minutes or an hour. But when I look back on this in a week, a month, a year, whatever, I'll be like yeah I did that like I'm proud to say that I pushed myself through that and now I'm better for it on the other side
0: yeah looking back now and I also I love doing the exercise and I kind of thought about it while talking with you about <clears throat> sorry doing something like this Um, it's taking our lives right now like at our very moment just like say like world ends tomorrow lights are off like yep. life is over and you can look back at your whole life right now. And yeah. it's what do you remember? And I it's both the memories and time I've spent with the people I love, family and friends. Yep. Yeah. And my accomplishments. Um and every accomplishment that I am proud of, it came from putting in work to get to that goal. Yeah. That's I guess it's kind of a pride thing a little bit. Now that I'm thinking about it, but overall, I think it just, it's just gives such a powerful release of putting in work and then seeing a payoff and reaching an end goal. But 100%. I'm proud of the accomplishments, but it's, it's the journey. I look back at the entire journey to get yeah. there yeah, like big time, especially I guess recently like physical fitness wise, the jump rope, like it wasn't, it's not just the day I hit the 30 minutes, which was always my goal that I was like so happy like i'm like oh my god like i just thought the other times like throughout of like how i was getting better and better every single day and i'm like i loved i love looking back i was like, I love that process so much Rather exactly. just like getting there
1: and like i know we had mentioned earlier like w- once you reach a certain goal you, like if it's extrinsic you're always going to be asking what's n- next and it is good like have goals like be able to reach certain things like for you it was, it was 30 minutes and you're like okay if i want to keep pursuing this like is my next goal 45 minutes but the fact that you had switched your mindset from just shooting from 30 minutes to enjoying the process like oh i want to learn a different skip or a different way to jump or a, a double dutch or something yeah. like that i up, I up the weights that's, yeah yeah that, that exactly was my, that's
0: my next challenge yeah the weighted ropes
1: like being able to switch your mindset to that you can be at a place of peace and happiness Saying, like, okay, if I, like you said, if I had to put the jump rope down today, am I happy? Like, and for you, I mean, based on kind of how you you are talking, like, the answer would be yes. Like, like you were able to reach your 30-minute goal, but throughout the entire process, you were enjoying it. And it's okay if you don't reach 45 minutes because you know that throughout that whole entire journey... You were having a great time just being with yourself, yeah, and growing. So,
0: yeah, it was also like good meditation opportunity too, which I'm sure you're experiencing with yeah. your runs and your bikes.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think it's I think it's super important for people to go to a space, no matter where it is, whether it's sitting in a room being quiet, meditating, just going working out by yourself, long runs, bikes, whatever it is, and just be quiet and be by yourself because, and put away all social media, all kind of external influences, because when you give yourself that opportunity, it's only you and the thoughts in your head, and over time, you're going to have to ask yourself, and you're going to have to address certain things that maybe happened in your past, or where am I, or what are my values, or, kind of, or what we're talking about, like, what are my passions, like, is what I'm doing right now, is that something if someone asked me tomorrow, said, like, okay, I'm not going to pay you for this, or, like, you're not going to get anything out of it, like, are you going to be able to be like, okay, and show up with a smile on your face and be like, I love to do this stuff, like, I am passionate about it, so.
0: Yeah, I um, to speak to that, I just started um, a part-time job coming and in, going into elementary schools and um like helping with the teachers at the elementary yeah. schools and teaching the kids and i'm loving it so far yeah it's so fun and it's so cool especially to see to look at it's also just kind of like a nostalgic feeling to be back in a room with a smart board like yeah in the <laughs> <laughs> the a uh, white board yep, smart all that oh, yeah. stuff and like I saw like a kid at a Captain Underpants book and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is crazy.
1: Diary of a wimpy kid. Yep. And, yep. yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, but I was like, I'm really glad I did it, even though yeah. I'd be making a little more money being a waiter for sure Yeah, right no, now. But dude, like I was already doing stuff like this, like as volunteer work for free. Yeah. So like, that was like the perfect, that was a big reason I did it. I was like, I'd be willing to do this for free. I was like, I should totally do this if I have an opportunity to get paid for it.
1: Oh, 100%. And I think that actually, like I have a a question for you on on this sense, Mm -hmm. is some passions aren't necessarily things that you can realistically make a living on. Yeah. Um, Like, I mean, there's a a podcast I was listening to. It's um, dancers. Dancers, apparently, they... Like, obviously, the, the very high-level played ones will make a lot of money, but some dancers, like, they don't get paid, but they still pay for lessons, and they just love the process of dancing. Right. So, how do we intertwine what we love to do with the balance of work, family, and other factors in our life?
0: Um, I think, honestly, I'm on the journey of trying to figure that out. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't have an answer to that question. Maybe in financially, you could speak more. Like Yeah. That. Like oh you know compound interest build up your <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh, I, I think yeah my perspective on it is if if that is take dancing for example if that is your your passion and let's just say it's from um, our age as twenty two year old year old obviously we're not parents we're not married <laughs> like right we are both single so <laughs> we, this will obviously change and everything in life will change as you grow older and, and other factors change but if you're like if I was a single person and I love to dance why would I like what's stopping me from putting a portion of my income like let's just say I'm a I work a nine-to-five obviously half or whatever it is, goes to food and rent and and whatnot, but take a portion of that and put it in a little fund that's like your dance fund. And when you have that time and that just freedom to go kind of spend it on yourself to go dance, then go do it. Like you don't have to save all your extra discretionary income for the future because in the in the dancer's um, kind of example if that girl or guy gets to 30 year old 30 years old and yes they've saved enough money now they can kind of dance full time or whatever they might not have the same athletic ability or they definitely won't their their body won't kind of perform the same yeah. so i think it's very important to when there's those times in your life that you do have the opportunity to do the things that you love you you set aside time to do it um because like we said like if you are focused on your passion external monetary things will come um it's just doing what you love attracting people that have those same values and same goals as you will lead to a far greater fulfillment point in life as opposed to some monetary point so yeah I agree (laughs) there you go I very (laughs) much agree So, yeah no I I mean I think those are all important things to consider kind of like the being able to be quiet um, figure out who you are follow the things that make you happy Um, all those things are kind of like I said are things that will always change and it's finding a balance among those things. So you have a little more flexibility when you're younger. As you get older and, and get a partner, some of that flexibility will change and even some of your passions will shift and that's completely okay. Um, so I think it's it's finding that that path that you can kind of manipulate to where you are in life. Yeah.
0: I I have a question. I mean, I yeah. said I agree just cuz I was still thinking. I didn't yeah. I hadn't <laughs> come up with my thoughts yet, but at what point do you quit the nine to five job and go all in on the dancing?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a hard, that's, that's a that's hard, hard question. That's a really hard question. Yeah. And I think there's two kind of, kind of pools of thought here. One, you can be that kind of person that's like, I'm going to make this work no matter what, and If I fail, I will be 10 times happier with myself knowing that I tried as opposed to saying, what if? And then I think there is also the person who does it a little more methodically. Mm -hmm. That's like, okay, I love to dance, but I'm not comfortable with throwing all caution to the wind. So I can't rationally do that based on my risk profile. And I, I think that's something that everyone needs to kind of write down and determine on their own. Like, like for me, like, I would love to just go train and, and be a athlete all day or whatever. Like, just eat, sleep, train. Like, that'd be great. Like yeah. I'd be physically fit. I'd be eating what I wanted and I'd just Spare go. Spare time. Yeah, exactly. But there's, there's the risk tolerance where, like, I know that, it would stress me out way more to go do that and kind of not have a stable income um, as opposed to someone who's like, yeah, I don't give two craps. I'm going to make this work or I'm going to be back at home live with my parents and start over again. And I think those two trains of thought are completely fine as, as long as you kind of plan it out. If you do something without a plan, then you're just being irrational. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean that's that's a question that will really depend on each person and their risk tolerance, in my opinion. So,
0: yeah, I agree, and I that's a question I think you and I are both asking ourselves yeah. right now. I think that's that's the gist of why I want to do this. I kind of want to find that answer for myself, and hopefully, other people that listen, will be able to go on that journey too and figure out that answer.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it's really important that people say like, okay, here, here is really what I love to do. Here's my, here's my values, my passion of where, where I want to do in life. And this is the thing that we're ultimately talking about fulfillment, um, that I can come home every day with a smile on my face, no matter how hard the work is or, or how long it takes or, or whatever. Um, but, when is that point in life that you're like, okay, I'm ready. Like I either am ready to go all in because I just need this to work or like I'm ready to go all in because I have planned it out to where I now have enough kind of money on the back end or whatever it is on the back end that you comfortably need. And now you can kind of progress with your passion forward. So, yeah, I, I agree.
0: <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> but uh, um, wait, there's one there's one thing we talked about that I want to bring up. Yeah. Um, it was what practices can we implement when we get burnt out and start losing hope of what we're pursuing? Yeah,
1: this is this is huge because I think this applies to not only people who are pursuing their passions, but also people who are are kind of taking that more conservative step in terms of like, oh, I'm working a a job so that one day I can. Like you you will get burnout from a job. Um, So one thing that I think if you're kind of feeling that burnout or that kind of sense of I'm losing hope is take a step back and get a different perspective. Um, Reassess where you are where you've been kind of what the journey is and then also reassess your why why am i working this nine to five job for five years oh that's right because i know after five years i'll have enough saved or enough whatever back and that i don't have to worry about the risk of failing anymore um one of the people i listen to is jocko willnick he's the ex- Marine and talks a lot about uh, detachment, getting a perspective on what the situation is. And I think this is really important because when your focus is so narrowed on one certain thing, it's hard to see other solutions. And um, I'll give you like a, a sport example, like a running back <clears throat> in football. Like If they keep trying to run up the middle of the field through all the linemen, all through the D tackles linebackers, jamming holes, then and it's not working, they're going to be like, oh, I just got to either push harder or or my linemen aren't doing their job. But then you let them watch the film and they're like, oh, my God, all I had to do is run to the right. There's a huge hole like I can break through that way. So I think if you're on that journey where you're getting burnt out, take a step back, whether it's a week or two or whatever or a day and say, like, where am I? Why am I getting burnt out, and what can I do to kind of reassess and realign where I'm at and where I'm going, so that I approach my this process with kind of a new vigor and new life to why I'm doing it?
0: Yeah, I um also have done um some like investigation of like the like legends of sports and like the way that they think and they are they all visualize their success um especially as watching video on youtube of conor mcgregor and it'll show him like he describes exactly how he's gonna defeat his opponent what round his opponent will go down and it doesn't necessarily always happen he just Mm -hmm. i saw him lose about a little two years back now yeah which was rough but <laughs> takes those hard. Um, but he would like literally describe what was gonna happen, what he would do, and then he would do it. And but it's not just like a crazy person just like saying something's gonna happen. I feel like the champ champions of the world, um, or any champion of anything in general, is able to visualize an end goal situation, and then they are able to use there are any assets or resources they have and understand what they need to do to reach that mental image in their mind
1: exactly i think i think the best thing to kind of really paint a picture of this is imagine you're building a bridge you know where you are you're on one side of the river and you know that you want to get across the river what blocks what pieces of wood do you need to kind of what, what materials, essentially, do you need to build that bridge and get to the other side of the river or reach your goal? Um, and, and that's exactly kind of what you're talking about, like being able to visualize it. And you're like, oh, okay, I need this piece. And it's going to go here. And that's going to help me take another step forward. Yeah, so.
0: I think that's probably the high that people get when they're doing anything in manufacturing or engineering or architecture. Yeah. This is a Jack Mullen tangent, but I want to talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> um, like that, because that's all visualizing things and yeah. using your mind and your resources to create things that just yeah. start in your head. It, where else did it come from? Yep. You found materials to make that happen, but it's all coming from the creativity of your mind and being able to visualize something.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think to, to that point too, is like being able to visualize, um, celebrate your little wins and your little successes. Like when you, when you put that first block down on a bridge or or you start connecting those first pieces of, of manufacturing and engineering, you know, you put work into that. Like, and even though it might be super small, um, be like, all right, nice job. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Give yourself a little boost of encouragement and say, I can do the next thing. And before you know it, going through that process and enjoying that process of the little wins you will find that intrinsic motivation that you're going to be at the end of your you're going to reach your goal and be like oh wow like I'm here like time flew like who knew um so I think that's really cool but yeah I mean like for you too like with the 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 jump roping like what can you kind of speak to like what little pieces did you have to kind of put together to be, to start enjoying the process and, and reach the goal? And I mean, it could just be jump roping or, um, other things in life that you can kind of think of an example of.
0: Yeah. I'll stick with jump roping for okay. now. Yeah. I was thinking about doing, um, singing, but I'm mean, going to stick with jump roping. Yeah. Um, the little things like i guess they're just there were always little challenges for example like one was just like literally not having the forearm strength to like jump longer than two minutes and like to just keep having to work there and constantly taking breaks and then jumping for like five seconds taking breaks um shin splints were getting really bad so i had to literally look up videos on how to deal with shin splints luckily yep there were accounts that were very helpful and it was basically suck it up (laughs) and work through the shin shin splints um now i don't get them anymore which is nice um then it was like i was also jumping too high because the reason i was getting bad shin splints was because i was jumping too high like it was i was so clearly jumping and like i so then it was working my place to get to a place where i'm literally like on the balls of my feet, like a boxer, while I'm jumping rope in the ring. Okay. Like that's that's, that's how low I want to have my feet, where it's like they are barely leaving the ground. Yeah. Um, huh. So yeah, it's been it was like a bunch of little things like that. Technique in general, I had to like get better form, um, yeah. just as far as like how wide my arms are and like making okay. sure I'm just using the wrist and I'm not yeah. using any circular motion in my shoulders and things like that. So it was, yeah, it was all a bunch of little things and i didn't even realize that they were little things but like new challenges that were presenting themselves all the time and there were more that came up but yeah those are definitely some of my initial ones um but yeah it was doing uh sorry am losing my train of thought a little bit but it, yeah it was just figuring out those little things and then getting through it looking back they it didn't seem like much but I'm like no it was all part of a big picture
1: yeah no I, and i think like just being in the same room and being able to see you talk about that, like you learn those things you. And I think that's one thing that's amazing about falling in love with the process is even though you're going to have those days where you're like, you're just not feeling it like crap. I can only jump a minute at a time. I got to take a little rest or you have those days where you feel like, Oh my God, I can, I, I can jump forever or um, even though your days were like oh, I have shin splints, but I need to learn how to like kind of overcome that. Like it's a whole process of learning and growing and and achieving and, and s- like kind of setting new boundaries for yourself and in your mind that I think is so powerful when you um, just enjoy the the process of learning and, and growing. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah, no, I, I think this is great. And I think the the key, wh- what are some of your key points that you just want to leave everyone with and kind of even moving forward, leave yourself with?
0: Um, I think the, the the most like growth, personal growth point that we kind of were talking about is just definitely why we or are, what, are, what are we working towards and why are we working towards it? And especially yeah. figuring out that why are we working towards it? Um, yeah. And I, I like the in, intrinsic and extrinsic. Oh, my God.
1: Oh intrinsic and extrinsic.
0: Extrinsic. Yep. extrinsic. <laughs> I know those words, too. <laughs> I know those words, too. Oh, my God. Um, uh, that was very interesting because everything yeah. that's extrinsic for reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing, Overall, even though they're encouraging me to work hard, do have somewhat of a negative effect. And anything that comes from an intrinsic place has definitely garnered more positivity. And I definitely think that a lot of that is doing what you're doing because you want to do it and not to impress other people, not to gain the attention or the approval of other people. I think that's been one of my biggest recent life lessons that I've been learning and yeah. definitely what I think has hit home the most with me and is I've seen genuine impro- improvement improvement in my own life yeah with that.
1: yeah um, I think that for me and, and for you and for anyone else that's listening is is love the journey of growth. Take time to look back at where you've been. And then why you are continuing to go forward. And through that, you will realize how much fulfillment you're getting out of the process and the journey of where you're going. So, And I think with that, um, this is going to conclude the episode on conceptualizing the pursuit of our passions. Unless you have anything else to say.
0: I think we are good to wrap it up.
1: All righty. Well, we appreciate it as always, and we will see you guys on the next one.
0: Yep. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good one.